0: Hey, everybody, it's Emily from Get Offset, and uh, I'm coming at you before the intro today to introduce a content warning for this week's episode. Uh, In it, we talk about burger records and their predatory practices, Uh, so there are going to be uh, discussions about sexual assault, uh, statutory rape, um, soliciting minors for um, explicit photographs, uh emotional abuse um and power structures and how things relate to that there are also some swear words in here that i have not edited out uh because i don't like to edit out swear words when there is uh you know it's when it's a serious discussion uh bleeps are funny and there's something funny about anything that's happening um or has happened with burger records and other especially indie rock performers who have um preyed upon uh young young girls so uh with that being said uh we're really proud of this week's episode um it's not as relevant as it was when we recorded it last week uh burger records has completely dissolved it no longer exists no more rebrand uh but everything else i think is still pretty pretty applicable so without further ado Uh, let's get into the episode we completely understand if you uh pass on this one based on some of the themes but we especially hope that the men listening to this podcast will listen and understand the experiences that um a lot of girls and young women go through thanks so much for listening and thanks for understanding (laughs) welcome to get offset my name is emily
1: and my name is andrew
0: and we're gonna work out some feelings on the air today apparently there
1: there are a lot of feelings to be had
0: yeah Um, we're recording this a little bit earlier in the week than we usually do so i'm sure like a lot will have come out about everything we're going to talk about today but we still wanted to talk about it because damn.
1: Can't not be talked about. Um, Oh
0: God, it has to be talked about. It's important.
1: This, I mean, stuff like this is what, when we started the show, stuff like this is why we wanted to start it. I mean, this is behind a lot of what we're, what we care about, what we think needs to change for good, what we don't ever want to see again, what we don't think should be welcome. This industry, and to see it start to like – see it start surfacing up again uh and see more examples. Like I'm glad that people are coming forward. Dear God, come forward. Like that's huge. I'm not saying that that's easy, but it's huge and people need to be ousted for this kind of stuff.
0: But, I mean, It's easy to say, but let's not get ahead of ourselves.
1: I know. i st- I, I want yeah. to scream. I want to. We've,
0: we've we've started at 80 miles an hour. I think we need to pull it back.
1: All right. Let, okay. Let's pull it back. We're going to go for uh, some ASMR. Are you ready for this? Yes. And that is the sound of me opening up a High West double rye whiskey.
0: And what's the sound of you pouring it?
1: Oh, let me move the mic real quick. Hang on a second. Here we go. Here we go. Could you hear that?
0: I could. Can you hear this?
1: I
2: can.
0: That's my um, lavender. I infused la- um, some Bombay sapphire with lavender from my garden and uh, mixed it with some bouquet from Withco cocktails which is a mixer, nice. Yes. And
1: uh, a smidge of lemon. That does sound lovely. Now, just to clarify, I, guess... I I'm not drinking my feelings. I know I'm a little upset and I, I do have a rule that I don't normally drink when I'm upset. This is a, uh, just a little splash. And I 100% recommend if you do drink to drink so responsibly. So I just want to get that out right up front. That's very important. Self-care is critical, especially these days.
0: And don't give alcohol to minors. At parties where you're an adult,
1: that you want to have sexual relationships with,
0: just just in general, just, just in general, really
1: not recommended.
0: No, okay. Not so, a fan. Uh, what's new with you, Andrew? <laughs>
1: uh, um, wow. Uh, so, what's new with me? Uh, I uh, just put in order for a couple more patch ends, so I'm going to finally get around to swapping out the expression pedal on my board build for yes. the PN2 uh, so Ooh, very excited for that baby. It's
0: gonna
1: go right at the end of my wet signal chain and I'm hyped it's gonna be some choppy goodness
0: mm-hmm. oh hell yes that is exactly where that pedal should be
1: you know I, I really hope it works cause I I haven't plugged it in since I bought it from you
0: <laughs> it works it works like every other pedal I've ever sold anybody
1: I don't know <laughs> I think it's gonna blow up my amp <laughs>
0: In case you're wondering what the hell, uh, I had sold a f- flunk beta on reverb and the guy got it. And he said it didn't work. And I was like, can you send a video of it not working? And he's yeah, like, I mean, no, we talked about it. I am. I know. We talked about it in the in the previous podcast. In case people didn't listen to the episode of The Clint, you know?
1: Right, right.
0: But uh, I got it back. I filmed the video. It works. <laughs> it works like perfectly. And now I don't think I want to sell it.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's almost an ideal situation for a buyer's remorse, is you just kind of yeah. hope that they uh, tell you that it's broken. That, that might and be I the got, happiest.
0: I got my restocking fee, and Reverb was really sweet and great. And I talked in the there's a video, um, I filmed a video, and I talk about how I think one of the reasons that people shouldn't be so upset about the 5% uh, selling fee that Reverb's moving to from three and a half is because it's insurance. It's like you're oh, buying, you're word. paying, you're not just paying for like their marketplace, which you are, you're paying for their platform, which you are, you're paying for the insurance that the, the support team in Reverb is going to make whatever's wrong, right?
1: Exactly. And I, I yeah. think there's definitely value there. And that is something I can cheers to. You ready for this one?
0: Cheers. What you just cheers against?
1: Uh, the actual bottle. <laughs>
0: I just cheers on some pliers.
1: That is way more badass.
0: Yeah, I don't know why there are pliers on my desk.
1: Um, I, I suppose you were plying something.
0: Uh-huh. I was obviously removing a splinter. I don't
1: know. You clicked a reply big
0: splinter. Uh,
1: you were trying to send an email, and you clicked reply.
0: And I accidentally actually clicked reply all.
1: Reply all. Yep. reply
0: all. Reply Uh yeah. So that's cool.
1: So excited for that, getting that from our good friends over at Sinusoid. Hi. They're the best. Love they them. really are. Um I I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a fan, and also grateful to be able to call them my friend as well.
0: Just the whole company is your friend because corporations are people.
1: Right. Corporations are people. I'm really glad that they're able to vote and in influence uh, elections. And <laughs> that that's a corporation I would feel pretty comfortable voting in an election.
0: Yeah. They're, they're few and far between. <laughs> uh, so I have some news things.
1: Uh, you got famous and you're leaving me behind?
0: No, not yet. Working okay. on it. You got like six but, months um, ago, I think. Yeah, I think you got about 6 months. Who knows what could happen in the rest of the year. Uh, no, so my uh I had the Squire Supersonic from the Paranormal series that was released and I since I kind of have, you know, not the most space and my singer was curious about it. Um she thought she might buy one. I loaned uh mine to her and uh, she she decided that she actually thinks she wants to get the Cyclone whenever whenever those come back. So I reached out to our friends at Lawler, um, put in an order. So I bought some of their Imperial Humbuckers. Uh, I got a low wound in the neck, and I got the F-spacing for the bridge, which I like uh, liked the thought of. And I talked to our friend Sean at Gun Street Wiring, because uh, the Supersonic traditionally has just two volume knobs, no tone. So I talked to Sean, like, can I get master volume, master tone, and maybe split coils? Ooh. So That's I a... did. Yeah, I did that today. And oh my God, I went from really liking that guitar, but thinking it was a bit of a one trick pony sonically, to just, oh, I love it. Now, I now love it's a multi it so trick now. First. It's a multi-trick horse. Yes. It's a it's a jack of all trades. It sounds a lot better on cleans, which is important, and the clarity you get from the single coils and the in the push pull pots is just excellent. So, uh, I have a video if you're listening, this is if the video's already out. G- give it a give it a gander. Again, I'm pretty if proud. You
1: will. It's it's quite I, lovely.
0: I only did one thing wrong. I think that I think I did something wrong, but I don't think it's a big deal. Like it's just, uh, the the switch is backwards, but no big deal. No big deal.
1: (laughs) You know, it's funny you say, like the toggle switch?
0: Yeah. I think it's backwards originally on the supersonic too. Or it's either that or the volume knobs are kind of opposite of what you'd expect.
1: First time I swapped out pickups on a guitar ever was on an Epiphone SG. And I was like in high school. I remember swapping out the pickups. You're like, cool, we're all good to go. And then I was like, Something was off with the wiring. I couldn't figure out what it was because I was, you know, a total noob. Um, and I, I like to say are. that I, I was, I, I like to say that I was a total noob. So we look past the fact that I still am absolutely amateur. But mm-hmm. was well, not am? It, it <laughs> uh, I, I put the uh, the to- uh, the toggle switch leads in backwards, so I went to go flip down, and I was on the neck pickup. I'm like, what's going on? Um,
0: yep where's
1: all my treble?
0: yep 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 yep.
1: yep. not that bass no treble
0: my friend used to play bass for her i'm not kidding
1: i i think that's actually pretty cool
0: yeah it's pretty funny mo
1: i was gonna make fun of that in in an instant made the calculation nope that's actually i can respect that
0: he was also in an episode of um what's such this is us and Glee. Aww.
2: But
0: as, as as a person in the band. It's always funny to like watch like Good Morning America or whatever. And Megan Trainor would be on it. I'd be like, he used to be my bassist.
2: <laughs> my
1: hero.
0: He upgraded <laughs> quite a lot. <sighs> oh, but um, yeah, so it's really good. It's uh, I'm really digging it. And I, you know, can't wait to do more, do more stuff with that guitar. And also I probably shouldn't even, I'm not going to talk about it, but you know, gigs will return when they return.
1: Oh, snap. Yeah. That is, that is cryptic in the most delightfully tantalizing way.
0: Yeah. Well, when I, I think it's confirmed, but. I just am not sure. Uh, supposedly, my band will have a social distancing live stream gig on a rooftop in Seattle.
1: That is some high class stuff.
0: That'll be really fun. So it will. It, there won't be an audience. It'll just be like the video crew. And I, I watched a couple episodes of it already. And there's 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 a distance being kept between the team and the band. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that that actually does happen and isn't just something that kind of disappears in the wind like the rest of our gigs since since basically uh, the first weekend in March.
1: Back in my day, we played gigs in live venues.
0: <laughs> there were people there. It was wonderful. We they shared would dance sometimes. Things. Sometimes they would dance, but sometimes they would just sit there with their, their arms crossed and do the empathetic chicken. That's when you kind of like Bop your head around, but only up and down and forward.
1: There's just always this this one young lady at my shows that would just yell back to the bar. Hey, little buddy, where's my whiskey? <laughs>
0: you did not at any point get me whiskey during that concert.
1: I did several times. That's how I was getting back to the front. People were letting me by. I'm like, oh, I'm getting someone to drink. I'm getting someone to drink.
0: Whole Study fans are good about that.
1: And they're like, oh, yeah, rock on, dude.
0: Yeah, they're nice. Come on through. Except for that one guy that one yeah.
1: show there's always that one either. guy it's <laughs> not even worth bringing up that one guy don't make him famous come on
0: <laughs> don't be that one guy don't be that one guy that everybody talks about like knows who everyone else is talking about when they say that one guy
1: oh yeah that guy who what oh a wreck gosh.
0: Uh it's like my biggest fear is dying in some kind of way that people read about it in the newspaper and they go, oh, my God. But people who didn't know me, like a stranger will read the circumstances of my death and it will be like, oh, and it will give them nightmares or something. That's like, I don't want to die in a freak accident or anything that makes people go, oh, my God.
1: Ohio woman. <laughs> Insert headline here.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a reason that that's not a thing.
1: I was just talking with uh, – okay, so I, I was on the uh, phone with Albert from Sinus Sword the other night, and we were chit-chatting. He was telling me about um, – telling about one of his first jobs, and he, he heroically saved a life. And he was what? telling me the epic – I, I don't want to share too much detail on this, but it, ask, ask are, Albert. Are you, you
0: allowed to tell any about – are you even allowed to mention any part of that?
1: You know, he shared it with me in confidence, and I – Probably shouldn't say any more than I've already said, but he, he heroically saved life. And if you know anything about Albert, uh, you also know he's – he is a Florida man. He is from Florida and I was he's like –
0: He's a good kind of Florida man and, so, and Joe is the good kind of Florida lady.
1: Oh, totally. Uh, I was like, dude, that's – these are the kinds of headlines that we need. Like Florida man saves life heroically.
0: Well, I read and once that the reason that like Florida man became a meme basically is because there's like some weird – Law in Florida where, like, every crime that occurs gets published in some way that's a little bit more public than everyone else's, like, crime blotters.
1: I, mean, I don't know if that's true. It's great entertainment value. I'm not going to lie about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's human. Human entertainment is pretty pretty fun.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, it's like, huh, he did what to that gator? Oh, man.
0: Hey, buddy. Good for him. Yeah. Um, I
1: didn't know you could do that with sweet tea.
0: Oh, my God. I don't want to know any more about the context of that.
1: I. I there is no context. I'm, just, I'm throwing together a phraseology so- here that just leaves it wide open for people's imagination.
0: There was, well, my favorite, I think, was Florida couple arrested for selling tickets to heaven.
2: <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I didn't
1: know they arrested Joel Osteen.
0: Ooh, but I'm sure... Sh- wait, wait, wait. I have that sound effect. <laughs> He's in here. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about the prosperity gospel or whatever. Uh, For yeah. now, friends, health, wealth. What's the third one?
1: It's just health and wealth and prosperity.
0: Oh, health, wealth, and prosperity. Whatever. Something like that. I don't know. Muppet-looking...
1: Twenty five dollars will buy you three prayers. Uh, come on, give me a break.
0: Jeez, is he really? I don't know it. I don't. I, <laughs> wow, we're just we are just like in a mood. This is what happens when we record on weeknights, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, let let's recap. We've gone through sexual predators, Florida man, and prosperity gospel preachers. Gosh, I think that I think all we've we got it. left is politics. I think
0: politics. that's all. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah,
1: and uh, I don't. I'll I'll just I you know what I'm not I don't want to say anything about politics because you know that it, I'm going to we're under a police. We haven't state, talked. So. Let's
0: let's say we haven't talked about. Co- <laughs> oh gosh, we are just so close to where where the where the friggin' secret police is just randomly picking up protesters in Portland and taking them in unmarked vehicles to unknown locations.
1: Yeah, telling I, people
0: I, that if they the people they follow to find out where their friends being taken, they're going to get shot.
1: Can't say I'm a fan. I, I'm always, you know, I'm always really hesitant to make to draw comparisons to Nazis because I've lived in Germany and I visit Dachau and uh, and Auschwitz. It, it, get, getting to see that in person and realize how beyond screwed up some of that was, and like, wow, like it's it just it's a different level of perspective. And so I'm always really hesitant to kind of make that jump. And even I'm starting to go, I don't, I don't know, guys. The math doesn't. Mm-hmm add up on this very well i don't like where this is going
0: i've always thought the first person to like make a nazi or hitler comparison in an argument just automatically lost that argument but i can't say that anymore because now i'm like ah no it's too close it's too fascist
1: i i mean i i'm not even i'm so hesitant hesitant to make these jumps sometimes and probably to a fault but I I I'm more than willing to jump up and be like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh-uh, this is not cool. I don't like it. No, it's um, bad. It's this is not democratic. This is this is th- this is the kind of activity that we used to justify as reasons for why we are invading other nations. And so, right, where where how does that add up? And I don't think it does. But help
0: us if you're listening outside of the United States. Help.
1: Right. So here we go. We've already scared off tons of people who probably need to hear the message of what we're trying to actually talk about in this episode. Yeah.
0: But yeah, that's true. Let's let's skip past. Let's get should we just like go ahead thank our sponsors for you know sponsoring our anti-fascist messages.
1: Yeah, why don't we go ahead and thank our sponsors because they do deserve thanking uh, if we don't, you know, just take things from other people for free. And <laughs>
0: Uh, Uh. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'll start I'll start with Gun Street Wiring Go for it This week's episode of Get Offset is sponsored by Gun Street Wiring Based out of Portland, Oregon Love you, Sean Uh, Sean is the man behind the wiring kits And all of my modified guitars And he helped me with the, uh, the The supersonic wiring kit He put that together for me And he (laughs) was so confident in my soldering abilities. He didn't even, (laughs) I was talking to him after the build and I was like, how do you, how did, how do you get those itty bitty little solder points? Because it was really so much stuff in such a small space. And he's like, Oh, a lot of practice. And then he, he said that, you know, I was, I was going to offer to like put the leads on so you wouldn't have to solder directly to the pots or anything. But, um, Last time I was in Portland, he took uh, another guitar that my my Starcaster, he took it after the show. There was something weird with it that ended up not even being a soldering issue, but it was just like an issue with with a a knob that I put on the pot. Uh, And he was really impressed with my soldering work. And he said, I'm just going to test her with this one and uh, didn't put any leads on it and I did it just fine. I'm so proud of myself and I'm so grateful for Sean for having that level of confidence in, in my soldering.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's no secret that, you know, how to play lead guitar. So naturally yes. I think that just that, that, that skill set moves over really well
0: to soldering. Yes, absolutely. But um, Sean makes great things. He has a lot of stock wiring harnesses. Uh, just basic improvement stuff like better pots, better parts, or like you can do wild things. Like, if you check out my video for the Squire Starcaster, I think he calls the black dog wiring harness. It turns both of my humbuckers into so- single coils, it'll do series, it'll do parallel, it'll do a kill switch. Like, there's really, he can, he can, it's seemingly limitless what he can do.
1: Will it make and me breakfast?
0: Sonically limitless. <laughs> I mean, you can ask. Couldn't hurt.
1: I mean, I'd be tempted to. I don't know. I'm just kind of hungry. I've been trying to eat less and uh, it's really difficult. Good gravy. Yeah,
0: it is. It is. Hang it. Is. I said
1: gravy. Now gravy sounds good.
0: Mm-hmm hmm Well, you know, then don't think about oranges, either.
1: Um, oranges? Oh, <laughs> I, I do like orange. Are, are Ooh, you about I to know. tell me about something orange? Cause
0: I think you I, need to tell us about something orange.
1: My my spidey senses are going off that I need to talk about something orange. It's, just, it, it's time for me to evangelize to you about the color orange. So, strap in, boys and girls. This is going Sweet. to be a wild Great. ride.
0: What have I done?
1: Stop saying gravy. Stop saying gravy. It's making you hungry. Anyways, Good orange, God. <laughs> orange, the color, not the fruit, uh, is the color of a certain fuzz pedal. Not just any fuzz pedal, but it's the Spun Loud Blister and Peel. Now, why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because you need to buy it. Now, why do you need to buy it? Now, that's an excellent question that I did not expect you to ask. Why you need to buy it is it's a dual fuzz pedal that's got a wickedly – insane range of what it can do in terms of sounds, which means why would you need eight drive pedals if you've got something so versatile, it can really compress down your, like seriously. And, and I, I haven't even gotten into the orange part yet, seriously. So if you, if you can cut down the number of drive pedals you have on your mega board and still get the same range of sounds, I see that as a win. Second of all, as we've discussed previously, here's the thing about orange is the reason why 2020 is happening. And I'm just leaving that as open-ended as possible is we I tried to warn you guys as a prophet for the color orange. I tried to warn you guys that if we didn't make orange the or make 2020 the year of orange in the guitar industry, that things are going to go terrible. I said this at NAMM several times and I got laughed at. And here we are. So do yourself a favor. Do the world a favor and do your tone a favor and do the weight of your board a favor. Buy yourself a Spun Loud blister and peel today. It's available. It's very affordable, very reasonable. You guys support small. You builder. have no
0: idea how much it costs. <clears throat> so, <laughs> Spunlot is based out of a uh, Seattle, Washington, and it's it is a dual fuzz. It has a very wide range on the the blister side. It can basically go from a clean boost to an octave fuzz, and then the peel side is more of a traditional fuzz, and it has a tone knob. It's really slick. It's beautiful. And as Andrew mentioned, it's orange. But yes, it is also affordable. <laughs> I'm just teasing Andrew. Now he's feverishly going to the Spunland website to look at the price of the Blister and Peel. Or not. He's muted. I don't know where he is.
1: Sorry, the page said 404 not found. I didn't know what to do with that information. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of assumed it was... I I admit I assumed it was affordable, and now I'm second guessing myself. Um, let's look.
0: Sorry, I'm chewing ice.
1: Two hundred dollars.
0: I was right. No, I'm seeing it for one sixty-five.
1: One sixty-five. My God. Well, that settled pedals. it. I think that settles it. I, if you don't buy this, I really think you have no excuse for why that you haven't saved this beautiful a- that.
0: Yeah, that's extremely affordable. Oh, and it's got little rainbows inside of it. Oh, look at those little rainbows! Have you not opened yours up yet?
1: Am I the only one, like the first thing I do when I get a new pedal and like, I I don't even plug it in. I just open it up and I look at the guts. Is that weird?
0: thing is, I usually, no, it's not weird. I usually do that. I don't know why I haven't, but it's got little rainbows on the inside. It's
2: beautiful.
1: You're slacking. You're slacking on your game.
0: I was also choking on some of my drink. All right. I'm better now. So, are, are you um, fine?
1: Do I, do I need to call the okay. fire department?
0: Or you would need to call Rick if, if I was actually just choking on something while listening. You would need to call my husband. Uh, and I hope that he answered.
1: You know, I actually don't know if I have his number saved.
0: Well, it's 555. Just kidding. Um, <clears throat> It's 401. Kidding again. Uh, Yeah, so the topic's not a very fun topic this no, week. No. Um, um, So, Andrew, I got to ask, had you heard of Burger Records before this week?
1: I admit I have not heard of Burger Records before this week.
0: Being from California? But I guess it wasn't really your type of music. But Burger Records is an independent uh, record label in Los Angeles that has been – they've just been, like, the cool kids for for so, so long. Some of the big uh, bands on their label include, like – uh shoot, Ty, Ty Seagal and the Gardens, the one that my band uh, Sunday Crush likes a lot. Uh, the Growlers, the uh, Buttertones.
1: Cosmonauts.
0: <clears throat> I think Cherry Glazer.
1: That sounds right. <clears throat>
0: um, But so, I first became aware that something was very, very wrong when Clem from Cherry Glazer posted um, on her Instagram account about an incident she'd had with Sean Redmond the, the I don't want to say an incident. Uh, Sean Redmond of the Buttertones uh, I'm just going to put allegedly in front of everything. I believe Clem obviously the band believes Clem because Sean Redmond got fired from the band. But um he like he was for He was 20, she was 14, and um, that's statutory rape. They had sex. Um, You can't legally have sex with a minor, so that's rape. Um, And that this was not the only incidence of this kind of behavior in in Burger Records, where uh, teenage girls especially are preyed upon... Um for sex by these 20, 30 year olds in these in these indie bands that have been signed to the label. And apparently it was just such a toxic culture that numerous allegations have been made against three, four, five. I've lost count at this point of the bands on the label, including the Buttertones, the Growlers. Um and it's it's horrifying and deeply sad how unsurprising it is that this still happens in these kinds of music scenes because teenagers, especially, and teenage girls among them, we turn, you turn to music at that age as a place of belonging. And when you think you're being accepted into the scene, that means so much to you, like the music is your life. And these adult men who are in these bands that you listen to, or attached to these bands that you listen to, um, want your time. It's very flattering, and then when you realize that what they want is sex, it uh, it gets really scary really quickly. Um, and that seems to be something that was permissible at Burger Records, and just permeated such a large part of that entire musical scene
1: right right and uh, so the i opened up this episode kind of wanting to talk about culture and why we why we do what we do and uh our whole goal and what we're doing here is well get offset is on one hand a really kind of cheeky pun the other side is there's a more serious side of what we're doing and our goal is to offset the culture of the gear music industries uh, in a positive light and when we see stuff like this, it hits on a a really deep level. Um, For me specifically, it hits on a level of, I studied to be a youth pastor for my uh, undergrad when I studied theology, pastoral studies. Uh, I've got a huge place in my heart for teenagers and uh, how much they mean. And to see this kind of stuff, not only is this just flat out angering, but it's also, it clicks that button of, well, what if, and what about all of the people that what about the people who saw that and just said, okay, well, that's not my problem, and moved on? It, it, they're, to reading through some of the accounts, and again, we're going to leave this wide open to allegations, but of course I believe these allegations because people don't make this stuff up. And you start reading through all this, and you start getting a, a more of a picture of how pervasive this culture got to be, uh, and this isn't necessarily a unique story either. I mean this is – No, I mean of, this, this happened – This kind.
0: Of, I remember being young – Andrew, I remember being a young girl when emo was huge. And those big emo bands at the time, they were preying on, on young girls. They were s- uh, Skyping, having video chats with these young girls, asking them to take their tops off. And if, if if the singer in your favorite band of all time is asking you to take off your top, I mean, you, you might do it if you don't want to do it, you because you don't want to lose that relationship that you have, that friendship with the person. And you're young, you're right. inexperienced, you're scared. It's, it's always happened. It is painful to me that it's still happening.
1: Oh, totally. In, in those instances, I mean, 1,000%, there's so much power dynamic that the the people conducting themselves are fully aware of. They're capitalizing on it for selfish gain. Uh, It's not some sort of an innocent consensual sort of manner, but more so, I'm trying to speak to is just the greater culture of, regardless of whether everybody participated in it, everybody in that scene who knew about it is complicit. And I'm not look, I get it. It sucks to have to call out your fellow dudes, and you're like, "Hey, like, how old was that girl, man? Like, what's going on?" Like, I get that that's not a fun conversation, but you've got to have that conversation. There's this is long term consequences for this kind of stuff for for victims of statutory rape, and it, I it kills me thinking about how this the the possibility of this could have been avoided if you've got more people in the scene that were willing to step and step up and say absolutely not because to a degree as much as I have faith in humanity there's going to be uh, predators. In every scene, to to a degree, it's whether or not once they're discovered, how that's how that's handled, and if the way yeah. they handle it is, hey, we're selling records, so you know what, we're just gonna let's not talk about that too much. We'll just keep your problem under control and call it an a day. That's yeah. that's so insidious, and that's the thing is, it's like honestly, it's almost just as bad.
0: It's almost like they were just looking to see how long they could you window about it. I mean, these 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 are bands where the singers take to Twitter and they joke about all the jailbait at their shows and they use words like jailbait. And there are always teenage girls around. And you have to wonder, what does a 24-year-old dude want to do with teenage girls? They're, like... I don't want to say that young men should never take talented young women under their wing and help them and coach them and mentor them. But I don't, (laughs) you should never try to date them. You should never try to sleep with them. You should always make sure it's not just the two of you in the room, not for your own protection, but for her protection. Like guys, don't do this. Do not sleep with girls who are in high school, if you're not also in high school, end of discussion. You have no business doing that. You have no business having teenage girls at your parties, giving them alcohol, asking them to take their tops off, doing these things, because every ask is just like, a how far out of this girl's comfort zone is she going to get? At what point is she going to stop? Is she going to turn down the drink I give her? then you're not going to not gonna hang out with her anymore. She's she not going to flash the entire room because you asked her to? She's not going to work out. And it's just, it keeps escalating because these young girls want you to think that they're cool because that's all any of us want as teenagers. It's for the adults that we want to be and the adults that we want to be around to think we're cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's... It's it's so much of a power manipulative dynamic that it's insidious, it's disgusting, it's completely unacceptable. It's something that I want to see comp- all of the oxygen in the room that allows for this to thrive in any of the scenes. I want that to be sucked out and I want this to no longer be able to thrive in any scene, whether it be the indie scene, the pop punk scene where it's had its fair share of ugly uh ugly issues you, rear up.
0: R R and B with R. Kelly. Every exactly. scene. Every and, and single so, one.
1: It, it, yeah, exactly. I mean it's it's every scene in one way or the other ends up inevitably having some of this crop up. And it didn't get to that point because people didn't know about it. It got to that point because people knew and didn't say something. So I mean Yeah, that's, I
0: mean I remember a few years ago that um I don't want... Should I name Should I name a name? I mean, it's it's been public-ish.
1: I mean, sure. I don't know.
0: Hutch Harris from the Thermals was tweeting multiple times over the course of years to Thermals Twitter calling young girls at shows jailbait. And that is some, like, red flag language. You want to... Fellas, you want to know how to tell which of your friends is a pedophile... Because that's what you are if you sleep with a minor. you uh, If they are using phrases like, jailbait, is one of them dudes? Like, ask them why they're saying that. At, quiz people on why they're using this weird, gross language. Why are you sexualizing children? Clem was 14 years old when Sean started having sex with her, raping her. It I, 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 That's 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 god that's so upsetting i can't when i was 14 like i wasn't ready for that i don't think most people who are 14 are ready for that with boys their own age it's not right
1: yeah i mean there's there's so many so many layers to unpack um i don't know i think my my big takeaway looking back on um, some of the accounts that are coming forward is uh, wanting to encourage everybody. I know uh, looking at the, the breakdown of our listenership uh, and our followership across our platforms and uh, knowing that we uh, – as far as gear platforms go, that we've got a relatively high number of women that listen, but we also have an overwhelmingly large amount of men. And to take a, a quick sidebar and speak to the men like, dude, you see this? You speak up it's going to do way less damage to you if you lose a friend, if you lose a business connection, if if you lose a record deal, it's going to do way less damage to you. All of that pales in comparison to the level of trauma when someone is is raped under in any situation. That's not even that shouldn't be a calculation in your head. You're like, "Oh, well what about me?" Dude, let don't worry about that. The scene will see that what you're you're doing. And you'll find some support. If you're not finding support where you're at, you're in the wrong spot. So if that, you got to stop making that your calculation. You got to speak up. Stop letting other dudes get away with this shit.
0: Mm -hmm. Stop it. Because you're the reason, like guys, you're the reason this can happen. Because you cannot blame the victims. Because I could sit here and I could repeat the things that I was told when I was a young girl about these things. Things like, Don't go to parties where there are adults. Don't drink. If you do drink, don't get drunk. Don't put yourself in these situations that, that's such crap. I mean, it's because you cannot blame the victim in the same way that you can't blame. That would get get too political. I'm not going to do that. Um, You can't blame the people who don't have the power. And that happens a lot in our society. We want to blame people who don't have the power for some reason because they're easy scapegoats. And when you tell girls that they should do this and this and this to protect themselves, it only... And yeah, you should be aware. You should know that there are predators out there. You should be wary of, of, of strange adult men offering you beer. Like, yeah, you should be wary of those things. But... If something happens to you it's not your fault the only person to blame is is the person who hurt you and you can also for the record you can blame their friends who let it happen who knew it was happening like do do you know that guy who calls teenage girls jailbait who always talks about how hot 14 year old girls are who doesn't ask young looking women how old they are who who invites teenage girls to parties and gives them alcohol um you got to you got to keep an eye on that friend because something something bad could happen. It has the potential yeah, that to that could there.
1: will. That's not it a will. good statement. It, that that is a very much it will happen.
0: If you don't stop it.
1: <laughs> right. If you don't
0: and, if you don't if you don't sit down with your friend and say this is not okay. We as a culture do not condone this. You like cuz if if that if this person like cuts you off and cuts you out of their life and you lose like a couple opportunities because of it you still did the right thing and that's also not your fault that's the bad person's fault that those bad things happen to you because they're such a bad person they don't want to confront their own failures as an adult human
1: right right so and i think that's 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 definitely the message i want to want to uh anyone listening to this that's the message i want to take away is for those implicit you've got a responsibility for those who are complicit you have a responsibility to speak up and another another wrinkle and something to consider is if if it if you're in you're listening to this and you're in a position where like should i say something you're still doing the math on this thinking about whose responsibility it is to speak up let me just I'm going to give you a little bit more information to work with. If this is something that you're trying to calculate out is for read through accounts of sexual survivors, uh, se- sexual assault survivors. And and you start reading through and the, the question will inevitably come up from people is like, why didn't you say something sooner? Because frequently people don't speak about these things for years and even decades. And you start listen to those stories and you start to realize that it's not so simple as, oh, I got raped. I should say something. It's not, it, it feels like it's so cut and dry from the perspective of a man who can w- – if someone disrespects me, I can punch him in the face, assuming that we're not in a time where we've got social distancing. But like, if someone like was talking to my face and saying some disrespectful things at a bar or whatever, it would be fair game for me to knock them on the floor. That's relatively acceptable. That's not the power dynamic that we're talking about, though, with women and sexual su- assault survivors. So let's reframe that conversation for for how we're considering what that looks like to just come forward and recognize that that's not so simple. And realistically, it's mean, so I mean, much power, easier power- for you to be the one to speak up.
0: Power isn't just physical power. I mean, having power over somebody can... Like, this is why... Also, if you're in a band, you shouldn't date a fan because there's going to be a bad power dynamic that's always going to secretly be there. It's often a dynamic for for people in relationships where one person makes a lot of money and one person doesn't make any money or one person's a lot older than the other person. Um, Or just... uh, There are lots of other factors that can create unacceptable power differences within a relationship it's the reason uh if you're if you're someone's manager you're not really supposed to date them or they can't still be your employee they may have to change their roles in the company or you have to sign some waivers because there's going to be that power dynamic and what andrew just said about physical power is true enough um i mean i think the number one rule of like being a woman who takes boxing lessons who can throw a punch who's been hit um Never throw a punch without fully expecting to get punched back. And the amount of hurt I can put on a, on a person pales in comparison to the amount of hurt just like even like an average sized man can put on a person.
1: Right. And I, I you know, I, I did bring up like the physical thing and I, not like I've had any experience with like decking someone in a bar. So something <laughs> I've actually done. Just before you guys get any wild, uh, wild visions of me, like say that to my face.
0: Huh. Starting the punch is a last resort, dude.
1: Um, so I mean, that's not the kind of guy that I am. But the the uh, less so with the physical, but more so of the it seems like a much more clear cut calculation of oh, this person just did this to me, and I'm not going to stand for it. And as a as a white dude, that just seems like a pretty straightforward calculation because I'm not i'm not worried about the fallout i'm going to get from that that's not a calculation in my head the calculation starts and ends with someone wronged me and i'm going to do something about it that oh, that that is the calculation fallout. and that yeah. there's there's an absolute privilege in being able to just kind of make that calculation not worry about how that affects my career not worry about how that affects my relationships nearly to the same extent that it would be if uh, I mean, you see sexual assault survivors will come forward and if it it's frequently a family member and they'll be like, well, why didn't you say something sooner? It's like, well, then my family might not have believed me. I might have mm-hmm. gotten distance from a lot of people I love and care about, and a lot of the people that I consider to be my my immediate support network, I can't afford to alienate them.
0: And that says the exact same thing that happens when women um, who are in music scenes like this report what happened or tell somebody else what happened. They get shut down and they risk ruining the, 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 cause having a career in music is already so like iffy that if you even st- start to make progress in it and then you do something that could potentially com- completely alienate you from your entire social circle that's your entire professional network also and you can get right i mean look at, like, look at the case happen?
1: of look at the case of how ryan adams as a as a sexual predator acted and mm-hmm. the stories that have come f- forward through that and realizing the power dynamic of how that impacts the lives of survivors uh or the lives of survivors i apologize for mispronouncing that uh, i mean that's my, my point in all of this it's it's not the same calculation and so to 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 my fellow men, look i, I you've gotta engage a little bit of empathy here for just a moment it, understand that the calculations that you and I are having in these kinds of situations aren't it's not the same thing at all. It really isn't and i I wish there was a way for i I wish there was a way for me to phrase that in a more like straightforward like dude, that's not how it works. Uh, and so I'm just going to say it. That's not how this works. <laughs> you know, we have very different lives from our female counterparts and uh female, not, um, and uh, non-binary. Uh, it, all, basically anyone who's not a white male, like, there's so a different,
0: male, yeah. thank
1: you. I, my brain's, oh, it's fine. I get it. I, I'm I running with a that. lot of emotion right now. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, and it, it's not, it's not the same. We're not playing with the same deck of cards. We're not, we're not I – mean, insert sports metaphor here because I'm, I'll be stereotypical man for a moment. Uh, it, it's not the same thing. So let's engage some of our empathy here. I know we're capable of it. Recognize the power that we have in these situations to make a meaningful difference and to be able to stop allowing cultures like this to to live out and thrive in any sense of the matter. And the more I'm reading through recounts of Burger Records specifically in this particular case is it did thrive.
0: Oh, there, wasn't right. anything, there
1: wasn't anything stopping them. There wasn't any checks and, the guys and
0: balances. In the, and the guys at the head of the label, they're like, oh, we had no idea. We weren't policing it. And on one hand, you're like, well, I know they don't even have, like, contracts with their band, so maybe. And then you read a freaking article from from on Vice from, like, uh, what year was this? T- 2013, where one of the questions was... Hey, Lee, Lee being one of the founders, how old was that girl you had sex with in my basement? Lee, um, brackets, extremely long pause. I don't know. Interviewer responds, good answer. Lee, she was legal. She had a mohawk. Brackets, laughter.
2: They As think if it's funny. Yeah, I mean... They think
0: it's funny to... to... <laughs> to do this to young girls. They think it's funny to rape young girls. This is what this is what this is these are the this is a founder of this label 7 years ago joking about raping, having sex with a minor. It's and to call her legal is weird and gross too, for the record. And that he didn't oh, know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Referring to someone by their legality in invariably any scenario um not not great i'm not a fan really can't say i recommend that move um but i i don't believe for a second after briefly reading through some of the allegations on the table that every dude in that scene didn't really know what was going like maybe some of the newer bands that have been signed on and um, are based out of other cities and they're just kind of the record labels their means of distribution and marketing fine
0: Dude, I, I, I don't gri- know. Some of these fans like worked with Mac DeMarco, knowing that he essentially filmed uh, amateur porn in front of a bunch of minors. This was a guy who'd play shows, and invite minors back to his home, he get them drunk, he himself or get drunk. And I remember this the story is that one of his friends got so drunk he just started masturbating on the sofa in front of a bunch of teenagers, and Mac DeMarco filmed it. There's pictures of this this event happening.
1: Yeah. Again, not great. I, I'm no, making a real bad. Brief, I'm making a very brief allowance that there might be a handful of people in the scene that didn't know. But let's be honest. By and large, most of the folks in the scene had to have known to some degree or another whether or not they witnessed it themselves or if they heard people joke about it. Or there's a level of kind of just accepting things are the way they are that had to have happened to allow this to thrive. And that's that's where I start to go that's 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 really problematic i'm not okay with that
0: no nor should you be nobody should be like let's let's normalize uh men calling out men for for making jokes about girls in sexual ways let's just normalize saying what did you just say or my personal favorite is what does that mean What do you mean by that?
1: Right. Asking the question, what does that mean? Uh, 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 Clarifying questions and just leaving the ball in their court and not being okay with it. I don't know, man. I was just joking around and not accepting that as an answer. I think little things that you can do like that make a huge difference in making sure predators don't feel comfortable to carry on, making sure that predators get outed. Yeah.
0: And if you're responding in that way, I think there's also – the higher likelihood that that person will back down from it and maybe think a little bit like why why is that funny? Why is raping minors children funny? It's not funny.
1: It's not. That's <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, I'm uh running I'm running out of words. I I oh.
0: I'm glad that I'm glad. I'm very glad that burger records passed on my band. I actually, I'm so glad.
1: (laughs) All of reading through all of this brings out a very deep level of emotion that I don't necessarily feel on a day-to-day basis. There's, and I far, it's not, I'm not trying to make the point that my emotions right now are important. um, But there's a level of grief that i that i'm feeling empathetically for victims there's a level of righteous anger that i'm feeling against predators and um you know there, there's this one thing i'm i'm going to get slightly religious for just a moment here there's there is a passage in the new testament that talks about uh, those who lead young people astray you know teenagers included uh, that it's better for them to tie a millstone around their neck and have them dragged to the bottom of the sea. And that's something that in my studies New of New
0: Testament. Yeah. Whoa. That's pretty heavy metal oh, yeah. for the New Testament.
1: That's some like, yeah, dude, don't screw up the children. That's not okay. We're supposed, we're supposed to be taking care of the vulnerable. That's part of this whole deal. Yeah. And that's something that as I studied to be a youth pastor at one point in time, that really stuck with me as trying to understand the responsibility that comes with that. And whether or not you like what the church is doing, there's a level of under, collective understanding that you've got to take care of the youth. You've got to take yeah. care of young adults. They are vulnerable people. And that collective recognition uh, is is not anything new. This isn't news.
0: Yeah no this has always happened people have always been aware of it um i just, can i read a tweet really quickly yeah uh so this is a uh, at mike underscore whitaker uh, i asked my friend once who used to book all ages punk shows if he ever missed it and he said quote i regret ever creating an environment where 30 year old men and 16 year old girls were ever together without adult supervision end quote uh yeah no the, these 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 types of shows need to, they need to be separated and i really feel bad saying that they need to be separated or there needs to be supervision in the room in all the spaces like kids cannot there you have to supervise for alcohol you have to supervise and i've played all ages shows and all ages venues and i'm a 30 year old woman and like you don't you don't sneak booze into them you don't well, you should right, have. right.
1: I mean there's there's a level of responsibility that venue owners have. There's a responsibility that record labels have to keep tabs on the behavior of their bands. There's a, a responsibility that all band members and support staff need to have. I, this, this is where I'm looking at it from a perspective of – it doesn't matter if only three or four people are doing it, which to be clear in this case, it sounds like there's way more involved, but it's
0: a lot. It's like a shocking amount. It's like, this is probably people who wouldn't have done this otherwise if they weren't in an environment that fostered it.
1: Exactly. And it's about that environment that's fostering it. I want that status quo to change. I want it to be a relic of the past. I want it gone. I want, you know, it, it, all-age shows are great. They, the idea of inclusivity and getting people excited about music from a young age and understanding how powerful music can be, I think those are pure and wonderful things to have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But they've got to be done in a responsible manner in a way that we're protecting people who are re- and recognized by the law, by, by a whole wide range of folks that, that these are vulnerable people that are – that you're looking at and going, you're, well, you're not. It's very possible that you're going to make some bad decisions if no one's around to help you guide you through that.
0: Yeah, I mean, these girls can look like adults, but they do not have the life experience that a grown woman has, and they don't have that perspective on the place of the world. And I think part there's there's a couple reasons, and I and I, I think that part of it is that uh, teenage girls they don't have that life experience to recognize abusive situations. Or have the confidence to do anything about it if they did. Um, and they probably don't feel comfortable talking to their parents about stuff they shouldn't, they quote, shouldn't have been doing. Um, so I think that's one of the things that, like, these these men, because of what it comes down to is they're all, they're abusive men. They're abusing these girls. And I think they probably have a lot of, a lot of trouble finding, you know, a woman their own age to abuse because those women are probably, they have more experience to compare it to. They can talk more openly with their friends and loved ones about what's happening in their lives. It's just such a different dynamic. And that's the reason that I'm so glad that when uh, a college guy asked me on a date when I was in high school that my mom didn't let me go. I'm glad. She was right. I That was dumb. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought, oh, he's fine. He's kind of nerdy or whatever. I'm like, what does a 19-year-old guy want anything to do with me. I'm in high school. So go go mom for that one. Um yeah, oh, god. It's just there's a reason that these predators are preying on young girls and it's because these young girls have a lot less they can do or feel comfortable doing about it.
1: Well, um yeah, I don't know if there's anything more for me to say at this point. Um,
0: Can we talk about what Burger Records is trying to doing to quote rectify the situation? Cause it's kind of, it's, it's, it's funny and it's so bad. It's funny kind of way. Have you, you heard know, about any of it?
1: I, you know, I've been following a little bit of it and I think we're recording this episode better part of the week ahead. A lot's going to really change. I just want
0: to, I want to talk about it. I just, can you, will you let me? Will you let me say the things? <laughs>
1: I will. I will let you say the things with a caveat that the likelihood of this changing by the time this uh, this episode drops is is high.
0: Okay, but because I gotta talk about why it's dumb and why it's a bad idea. So even if it does okay. change, I just want it to be cemented. Well, they hired a PR lady to switch things around, and so far, what is? Because I've always said, behind every terrible man, there's a woman. Who's protecting him who's worse because that seems to be the case there's either a victim or a woman protecting him who's worse S- yes that's just how i feel it seems to generally be the case there are exceptions that's my caveat she's changing the name to from burger records to b-r-g-r-rex r-e-c-s and they're creating an all-lady label called Burger girl which is laughable and bad. It's almost like it's like there's a tweet I saw. It's like Burger Records. This is our record label for artists. And this is our record label for lady artists. Nobody wants this. Woman speaking. We don't want that. We don't want to be the woman band. We want to be the band. A band even. Not you a know, band. A band.
1: Right. It it's kind of funny. I imagine looking at it's so excited
0: It's funny. It's so it so weird. Well, what are you so, thinking?
1: You know, I, the older I get, the less likely I am to jump to people like uh, executives like this are uh, PR people. They're not dumb. They didn't get to where they are by having half a brain. So the question is not why the how laughable this is. The question is what is that accomplishing? And immediately it comes to mind is all of a sudden. Google searches for burger records are flooded with all of these accounts of sexual predation and abuse. You change the name just a little bit. So you're still retaining your fan base, but you're confusing what you're getting out of web searches and you're mixing it all up across several different search terms.
0: Yeah. Well now every time someone looks for burger records, they'll find burger records, burger Rex, formerly burger records. Let's not let them accomplish whatever they're trying to accomplish.
1: Right. I mean, I, I don't like that. I don't – I think it's a half-hearted attempt. I don't – I've yet to see anything from the label that's a serious attempt at trying to rectify and undo the level of uh, – the the ability that that culture created to allow these predators to, to survive. So I guess the question becomes at what point do you say – This is a lost cause. There's no amount of rebranding that's going to make up for this. This culture just needs to die a full death and let the other record labels in the industry take over. Mm. Because at a certain point, like it's broke and I'm not sure it can be fixed because by the time you fire everybody involved, uh, which is we've discussed, it has got to include the people who are complicit, just kind of kept their mouths shut. Uh, What's left? Honestly, what in the world do you have left that's of any value aside from a fan base attached to an arbitrary brand name? I don't know. That you're already know. changing. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, obviously, there's some answer in terms of intellectual property distribution network. There's, there's, things, there's value that labels bring to the table that don't get created this overnight.
0: Label, this label doesn't even have contracts with their artists. They're nothing more than, like, some guys who made some decisions about which bands they wanted to release m- music for that turned out to be bands that people wanted to listen to. And half of that is timing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You don't, get to, you don't get to name recognition like that without doing something right business-wise. And I'm sure that there's some sort of a business value. Otherwise, they would have just shut things down and started a different label. So they're trying to retain some of the value that they've built – I, it makes sense from a pure cold-hearted business perspective. I get that. But the question I've got is at what point do we all collectively say, nah, dog, just let it die.
2: We're this done. One, this
0: is the point. <laughs> one, I, I, aside, the, the point is one assaulted minor. One assaulted minor is one too many assaulted minors. Throw out the whole bathwater and the baby with it. Do it. End well, the of baby- list.
1: The baby's already been assaulted, so.
0: And oh, poor baby! I just like so. If you're if you're a young girl who's experienced this, if, if there's just just no, just please understand that, like, you can say no to these guys. When you get to be an adult, also, right, trust me, right. you're not you're not missing out. You're not missing out. Just. Know that you're not missing out as much as you feel like you're missing out. And in that if something terrible happens to you, it is not your fault. It is one person's fault and that person is not you. It's not you. I promise you that. And please reach out to someone that you can trust. Whoever that is. Hell, if it's us, like, cool, awesome, dope. I Anything but know that it's not your fault. And as if this happened to you when you were 15, 16, 17, it wasn't your fault then. Like it's there there are always going to be men who are predators and there are, it's just what are what are the what is the community going to do to deplatform those people? And what are the people in that person's life going to do to Grab this person by the shoulder, shake them, and say, you are being a predator. You need to think about your life choices, and you need to change them. Because I feel like, like like I said, like I just don't think that it would be this widespread at Burger Records if there wasn't a culture that approved of it and that fostered it and that let it happen time after time after time and made it okay even made it something that was like bragging rights there is no way if you take away someone's ability to feel safe doing these things that victimize others they're not going to do them so right, yeah right. educate these fools
1: yep there's one last talking point i want to bring up ever so briefly it's a very brief soapbox so please please bear with me there's we saw all
0: the soapboxes this episode <laughs>
1: The, it's an important care. i it's an important conversation that needs to be had. It's an important conversation I think this conversation is important because I know that there are other sects of this industry that are experiencing this similar levels of just general acceptability around this kind of behavior and there's people involved in that going, Should I say something? and I think they need to hear this. I think they need to hear this, and I think they they do need to say something. And this is part of us collectively saying, standing up and saying this isn't okay. Now, the thing that I wanted to bring up ever so briefly, and I don't want to dig in and share my whole thesis on this, but the the concept of, oh, well, this is just cancel culture. And uh, there's this notion of trying to dismiss people, trying to shut down platforms because of bad behavior as saying it's just cancel culture. And I don't want to dig in too deep into that other than to say in this particular instance, if that's what your response is going to be over statutory rape, go home, rethink your life. Because I'm sorry, this is not the gray area you think it is. This is not cancel culture. This is those people need to be locked up in jail. They need to be put on a sex offender list. They need to not be allowed school near schools. I mean, this is that level of this is what people get? This is what death penalty advocates are willing to say that, like, yeah, this is one of the things we want people to be executed for. So Yikes. there, there's really no level of this is just cancel culture. No, this if if this isn't a moral high ground that you're willing to jump in on, come on. Seriously, come on! You you really need to take a step uh, back. This is this is like one of the easiest okay
0: things. To, this is one of the easiest lines in the sand. We're, we're giving
1: you a soft pitch here. Like if you're going to cancel yeah. anything, this, this is, is something to can cancel. Like come on,
0: yeah. So. This is this is this is really underhanded. Like come on, you should you should. <laughs> the bar is on the ground, guys.
1: <laughs> right, it's on right. the ground.
0: It's it it's. Don't ask teenagers to flash you. Don't try to rape them. You know, I know you think you're doing something else, but like someone came for. So if, if you're, if you want to know more about this whole saga, uh, I think the Instagram handle is at by Uh Just search for that, that on Instagram. That one of,
1: there's a couple of different ones that's floating big around, one. but that's the one that that's I've been following one. myself.
0: Yeah. That's the one I think most people are sharing their own stories with, including an intern who he says that when he was working there as an an adult man, uh, the people at the label encouraged him to hit on teenagers by giving them free merch So yeah, it was a culture. It was an entire culture. Um, So check out that. uh, Scroll through Twitter if you're brave. Um, But these stories will haunt you. They're bad, and there are a lot of them. And this is not a rare case this is not an exception i mean how how successful was r kelly for how long raping raping teenage girls marrying them trying to so um yeah you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna have to re-record a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode i just realized that i need to do that
1: yeah i realized the beginning eh, that that probably should have been how we open things up and we'll, we'll definitely edit that back in
2: um, yeah,
0: I I there if you're listening you heard you heard my intro. So um yeah, so and and if and if you're the kind of person who doesn't think that content warnings belong in front of in front of conversations like this, I don't know what to tell you. I don't think you understand. You just right. don't understand being PTSD
1: confronted. is not delegated to only war vets. That's not how that works.
0: It's no, still very... I I've
1: got several war vets in my family and my friend circles that have PTSD. And it's tragic, and I get it, but it's it's not just war. Sexual assault survivors experience that. So yeah. let's all collectively engage our empathy. It's not,
0: it's not something you get over.
1: Right. So I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to ask every everybody to have a, a dash of empathy here throughout this entire episode. I guess yeah. is kind of that's kind of my summation here.
0: And also, cancel culture is the new satanic panic.
1: <laughs> it's funny. Okay. Sorry, I, I, I would, I
0: would I, take a thicker for that one.
1: I, I needed, I needed a laugh after all of this, uh, <laughs> if ever so brief. Um,
0: oh my it's God. a lot to
1: process. It really, it, it's a lot to process. It's a lot to take in. And uh, if you had to listen to this episode multiple chunks, I get it. Break it up a yeah. little bit. Um,
0: Thanks for listening, at all.
1: Yeah, it, I think we can say with not that we've been insincere in the past, but with more sincerity than ever before. Thank you for listening, and thank you for understanding.
0: Until next time, I'm Emily.
1: And I'm Andrew. Right,
0: and that's Michelle. What? Goodbye. Bye. Bye.